Hey everybody, this is Petey from the Spinner Rack, and um, these are yeah, and this is um, these are trying times uh, of late. But is it a time to talk to com about comic books? Of course, it's time to talk about comic books because I mean, well, ultimately because of a um, meme I saw where they had Storm looking at the unrest and the struggle and the people protesting and Cyclops saying to the person in the meme, saying to Storm in the meme, we had to go out there and help. And then Storm obviously, you know, stuck to the screen. And I think, I don't think people understand the X-Men at all. I know they're popular. I know that they're, you know, they're household names now. But at the same time, they really don't, people really don't get the original X-Men. That The original X-Men still had the title of feared and hated by the, the world they sworn to protect, even though it was four white guys and their white mentor. Now, Sorry, not then obviously Jean Grey, which is a real white woman. So with that said, obviously at that time, it's the 60s, most superheroes pretty much across the board was white. And um, I think now you're starting to see, oh, this, you know, Spider-Man, Peter Parker, the you know, what, what am I saying? Ben Grimm is uh, obviously, you know, they introduced that he's Jewish, that sort of thing. But going back to the beginning, across the board, Across the board, that's just the basic who, what was created from Captain America, from, well, Superman's an alien, but he basically, as Clark Kent, is a white guy across the board. So it's like, but the X-Men are different. The X-Men was dealing with the injustice. There's some similarities to, which would be some of the civil rights, but they, they ne not, weren't necessarily going through that because there have been social unrest and discrimination, you know, throughout time. So they, you know, it could be sort of similarities to stuff that was going on with the um, the Holocaust. And, um, but then once the X-Men were coming out, sort of similar to the whole civil rights struggle at the same time it was going on, even though there there were um, obviously a total of five white guys and white one white woman. So with that said, if you look at the new X-Men, you go to the new X-Men, you know, the hints of it in X-Men 104 when they fight Magneto with the X-Men kind of, getting kind of, um, they're trying to buy a boat and this guy won't sell to them because he didn't know they were mutants. Which then the X-Men say, you took our money, we're taking this boat. And then I think the Days of the Future Past, you have Magneto's story where Magneto introduces that he, you know, sur you know, survived the Holocaust and now this was causing him to do stuff. You have God Loves Man Kills. You have um, you know, Xavier being attacked by humans. There's many stories of the new... X-Men, which, you know, we remember, we finally remember of them dealing with social injustice, discrimination, and, um, you know, the humans' insane um, hate and dislike of, 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 of mutants. And at the same time, you also have that the, the many Sentinel stories, those Sentinel stories of this, of them dealing with these humankind creating these mutant death hunters that, um, would come and collect mutants and or kill them. So with that said, we don't need to get into the new X-Men because obviously they're the diverse cast that's answering the questions. Neither of them initially, neither of those runs were very successful. It's not until much later where the X-Men picks up steam. So it's, it's hard to, you know, it's easy to say, well, the new X-Men didn't answer the, the other part of the X-Men we needed to know. And no, it didn't. It took some time for it to, gain its ground, saying, you know, 
the originals held it for a while. The new X-Men struggled, sold a lot worse than the new X-Men until it finally started picking up. So with that said, let's go to the original X-Men because they set up the stage for dealing with the you know, mutants struggling with humankind. It's not Magneto. Magneto comes at 150 where they establish his new history, which is called a red comedy. So with that said, and um, let's share, let's go to some scenes from the original X-Men. So I don't think many people know these stories. So if we look here, this is basically the X-Men. We have um, um, Hank McCoy, Iceman, an angel, basically hanging out watching TV. But Angel has noticed something. And then this guy, he's, he's leaping, he's winning all the events. All the events he's totally winning and what happens? the crowd goes insane at the bottom. So when the X-Men see that, obviously it's a fellow mutant. So what did the originals do? And this is something you don't really see too much in the new X-Men outside of X-Men helping Kitty Pryde. We see the original X-Men, that's what they used to go out and do. Either help new mutants or, you know, they would, they would go out and help them take them in, all those mutants would turn into be supervillains. So after seeing this, they go out immediately. This guy's in trouble. It's surrounded. Angel gets him out of there. Beast, beast um, you know, pushes some of the, the humans away. They're trying to block off. They're doing all this stuff. But this is just an angry mob trying to get this mutant, feeling that they were kind of cheated because he used his tricks to, um, you know, to, to win the triathlon. So the, obviously, they don't know ultimately that this is the, this is the toad. But ultimately, it's still a mutant that is being, um, and this is a trick to sort of bring you in because they know the X-Men are going to help mutants out. This is a key thing to remember, that the that, uh, humans really would lose it when they find a mutant in their midst. And it would be almost akin to people passing, whether it be um, light-skinned black people or Jewish people, that sort of thing. This is very much of finding out, oh no, this is someone, this is what the X-Men really plays, because a lot of people talk about, oh, these superheroes and that's, and these aren't superheroes, there's other things that happen in the same time that would cause mutants to be, fall from favor. So at times the X-Men were, you know, positive group, and then you'll see as we go through this, the X-Men are gonna go through points where people totally dislike them. So, and then here, Beast sees someone in trouble, He's like, look, I'm, gonna, I'm tossing out my secret identity. I'm going to help that. And they see it, and they're like, uh-oh, he's a mutant. And then, of course, they figure out who it is. Oh, this is the beast, but he's been hiding in our midst. This is their struggle. So, of course, the beast goes up the building, saves the kid. Said this, that, and the other. They go down, but the people are like, they just start to lose it. And then they think they'll, you know, the mutant's going to take over the world. They, they've taken in Magneto sentiment from X-Men number one. And then X-Men, of course, barely make it out. They barely get out of there. 
and this, of course, leads to a moment where Beast kind of left the X-Men. But you see these guys, once they're found out outside of costume, they kind of... Here is a later issue where Cyclops tries to go out, and here we go. He runs into some police. And they like, hey, buddy, you know, they're like, why are you wearing these dark glasses? And they, he's kind of getting harassed by these police, and he's not saying anything. He just asked them a question, and they basically start interrogating them, and it goes south pretty quickly. They want the glasses off, and they won't take nothing less. Of course, that leads to some optic glass going, and then, of course, they pull out the gun. Luckily, Cyclops takes the gun out, and this you'll see some more of this happening with the, with the original X-Men a lot. So then, of course, Beast is getting chased by the police. They want to talk to him. And then next thing you know, he's like, nope, I'm out of here. <laughs> They're saying they don't want to hurt him, but he says, I should hope not. <laughs> so then, this is the other point, that when the X-Men fall from favor, because Bolivar Trask, he actually puts out in the newspaper, you know, Mutant Menace. And this is the thing you start seeing come up, where people start really feeling, you know, the whole world starts, or at least the whole nation starts to feel that the mutants are bad. So as we keep going, then you see, uh-oh, Chris Xavier is like, oh, it's finally begun. And the one thing I've always feared, a witch hunt for mutants. And then it almost comes to a hypothetical issue that they would have. So obviously Xavier is like, I got to head, you know, deal with this head on. You know, and that leads, this leads to a sentiment story. But see this, the, the propaganda against mutants and like talking about this, um, you know, the, like them, the, the, you know, the superior aspect that Magneto brought up in the comic books. So um, in the early, in issue one. So then while this is going on, it tells you how, you know, these powers became evident. And the next thing you know, People were trying to question him about his powers. So then, obviously, you know, this is one of those things where, you know, comes into ridicule and worry, and he obviously goes, Xavier's going to train him. So as we go along, we have another scene where the X-Men have been framed, and then, of course, the people are like, nope, even though Cyclops was saving the day, they like, <laughs> they're like, um, they said, like, um, they look at Cyclops as the enemy, too, because the blob and I think the, the, the beast, no, the, the blob and Eunice, the, the untouchable, have um, stolen stuff, and Cyclops stops them. But I said, listen to them. You know, do they think that human beings are just fought for mutants? And the next thing you know, they're like, even the woman is going after them. Look, he's running away, you know. Then, of course, he's trying not to hurt them. And then, of course, he gets labeled as a coward. But then even at the same time, they're in a situation where they're trying to help people. And then the crowd just starts losing it and shooting at them and stuff like that. So it keeps going. And then this one, this story... Later in the story, basically a mob, the little like a posse comes after the X-Men. They're like, oh, they get the they get the guns and they're going after the X-Men. So this is all happening in the original one run, which um has been totally forgotten. So here the people in town are shooting at Angel, 
you know, it's open season on mutants again. And then um, there's a even a reward after them. And then the X-Men have to at least stop these humans from trying to kill them. And then you see them, you know, just dispatch all the humans. And one's trying to go after Iceman. And this is the first time Iceman has died for, um, almost died. So then the X-Men stopped this guy. And as we keep going on, here's another story where this it's a complicated plot. But the X-Men are kind of framed by Count Nefario. And Xavier is the leading person, Charles Xavier, leading person on um, mutants. And he's known to be friends of the X-Men. They don't know that he's their mentor. He goes a lot to these event things where the X-Men have kind of been framed and kind of talk, tries to talk to the humans. But that's ultimately his goal. His goal isn't to be separate. His goal is to work with the humans. And at the same time, next thing you know, this complicated plot by Count Nefario is keeping the X-Men under, you know, saw as the bad guys. So Xavier tries to do some other things because the police, they're just like, you know, this, this can't happen. Obviously, the X-Men have been forced to steal this thing. But then, you know, um, you know then the X-Men kind of stop them from doing that. But they, so as they go along, they're still being attacked. Because oh, this one, they've been framed. So, of course, this is more in line with what would happen if they were framed. And the next time, this guy's had it. <laughs> he said, the X-Men will be sure shot on sight. So um, Xavier decides to go. They have a little fight with the army. But uh, that sort of imagery, this is the thing, this sort of imagery that we would see in any sort of social unrest and um, is in the X-Men. Even though because you look at it and it's not done by, you know, it's not gorgeously drawn, drawn by someone that we're a big fan of. It's done by um, Warner Roth, who I was a fan of as a kid very much so. So this was a lot of fun for me. There's a, a, some other artists on the original X-Men, which was um, Ross Andrew did two issues, Serenko, obviously Neil Adams, and obviously Kirby. There's a couple other artists, I think. But I think um, those are the main ones. I think one of, what's his name? I can't remember. There's one other artist, but I can't remember right now. So as we keep going along, this is what happened. Cyclops, this is the other horror of being Cyclops. I'm gonna lead more to him later, right? This is gonna be big for us because this is the thing that's been forgotten for years with Cyclops. That basically, if your glasses fall off, he basically could kill someone. And they did that in the movie. We did try to show that, but one of the things is that happens, hey, I'm, read, I'm just reading this paper, someone bumps into him. Well, he shouldn't, he shouldn't be walking and reading the paper, but this is a comic book, so you need some sort of action to happen. So that happens, and then they said, oh, it must be one of those mutants. And then he says, the mutie, I'm not sure this is the first time mutie, that sort of slur has been put out, but see, you've got a, even a mutant slur term. So then they would help the police be an attack, and it was just something, something that was just an honest mistake, and understanding that Cyclops is living with his um, eye beams that are uncontrollable, and he's trying to not be you know harm and this is ultimately one of the reasons why he's so um kind of so withdrawn so as we go along did I, it's small for some reason. you know instead of fighting them by the mistake 
he just runs away, which is a smart thing to do. He said, he said, I have no time to stop and reason with them. I've got to get back to the others fast. So as you go along, then we get some hyper stuff. We get some hyper cool stuff from Neil Adams. And then we have the X-Men being, you know, under, you know, being assumed to be criminal because of um, um, Larry Trask, Boulder Trask's son, and the police come, and the next thing they got their guns out. The guns are drawn, Iceman stops them, but at the same time, the cop throws a chair, and the two X-Men are right next to the window. Now, there are a multitude of ways they could have stopped this, but they shouldn't stop this because it's so visual what happens. And then, of course, the um, beast gets knocked out the window, and they're almost... He almost dies, oh, but we're gonna we gonna leave that for some other person, other story. Let's see what happens with this whole the mutant hysteria. What can happen with these X Men that haven't done anything, haven't shown you anything outside the Cyclops running into that guy? Nothing actually criminal that's happening. So, with that said, that's one thing. Now I'm gonna sh also show you another bit that's I think. That's that's very important to remember with the X Men too, because when you look at the X Men, one of the things that um, kind of lost is a lot of their origins were very much were done in such a way that um, that a lot of their origins were reused for a lot of um, origins for the new X Men. A lot of their stories, I think, of them being on the run, which people have forgotten, has kind of been fodder for the, for the other stories. So with that said, I'm going to go to my the, Roy Thomas's Origins of the X-Men, and there's going to be one other bit with Angel after this. So in this... Basically, I think this is, this will be Xavier's files, and I wish they would reprint this in one volume. But then you see the government trying to deal with this mutant hysteria. But this leads this is going to lead to something. This is so-called mutant menace. But with that said, we have Xavier who's deciding, you know what, he has to go to leave for Washington at once. Goes out there, he uses his power to get through. Does all this, and then we see Cyclops. Someone's gonna get hurt, and Cyclops is like, "I'm here. Yeah, I can help." He disintegrated the thing, but then the people start to lose it. That's the scene that we saw earlier, and then it said, "This gets uncanny." Something about <laughs> about the thought of mutants, of other normal human beings being bored with extra power that drives mankind to distrust, fear, and even hatred. So then, next thing you know. Xavier gets in there and hearing them being, you know, talking about it not being negative, he realizes that he can talk to them and he comes through. So with that said, they're thinking that he's going to, you know, they're, they're worried, obviously, the government office, but then Xavier talks it out with them and this is going to be a relationship that has been with the X-Men for a long time. So then, obviously, since that happened and the people are going crazy, Cyclops has one of the, just one of the strongest images of Cyclops 
in, 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 in just regular attire by Werner Roth. It's one of my favorite issues, so favorite backup stories. Uh, look at the scene where the people are going after him, and he's like, you know, he's just trying to hide out. He's not trying to fight people. And then he's on the run. He's basically, he's can't go back to the orphanage, as he said. And, um, you know, so he's been an orphan all his life, struggling with these eye beams. We don't know how he got the glasses, but, you know, Xavier's basically like, I'm going to going to help this kid out, right? So then he's on the run, hanging out with these people. They're kind of, they're kind of, um, they kind of, he, he's not trying to do anything. When the police come, they're like, they want the glasses off. So this is like, they can't take off the shade. They're like, let me see it. And the next thing you know, it all goes awry. The police are all running off, at least um, Cyclops are running. So I don't think there's any more unrest in this story. So I'm just going to quickly go through and about this first adventure with Cyclops, which leads Cyclops to become a hero and you know, multitude of cool stuff. And this is something I was trying to do to do the origin if we actually have Moira McTaggart in the story. But you know, keep going. So the Iceman, now this scene is another scene that's been used in, um, I think, in Magneto's origin. Because in Magneto's origin, he went crazy with power, and then his girlfriend saw that, or his, um, the mother of his children saw that, and she ran off. And I think in the, what is that book story? In the, since, since Claremont had introduced that, um, Claremont introduced that, um, that uh, Magneto, survivor of the Holocaust. He mentions Auschwitz. I think Bill Mantelo in the um, Vision and Scarlet Witch, um, Vision and Scarlet Witch's um, miniseries, they have a scene where, where um, Magneto uses his power and they say his wife saw that and went running. It's meaning she was afraid of mutants. Whereas in the Avengers, it says, my husband has gone mad with power. It wasn't that he had some mad powers, that he'd gone mad with power. And that's the manual we saw that's in the first issue of the X-Men. So that's a definite retcon. So in this one, obviously, um, Bobby Drake, nice man, is with his girlfriend. And next, you know, he just gets attacked by these knuckleheads. So while he's in there, they're taking away his girl. Like they decided that they're taking away his girl. He's just some little punk. So then what does he do? He has to use his, his um, ice power to stop him. Because he doesn't know what they're going to do to him. And of course, they run away. But then the girl runs away too. And that's been done twice in the classic X-Men. One with Magneto and one with Colossus. So it's, I mean, I guess it's a part of Marvel, so you could take whatever you want. But I mean, this is the top book. There's no need to borrow from the, the original Iceman, which, you know, they, most people think are lame, right? So in there, of course, after they use his, they use his power, a mob comes, they come attacking, and they're trying to grab him. But then he obviously uses his ice power. They capture him, they put him in jail, and what happens? 
enter Cyclops. Now Cyclops is like, hey, you got we gotta get out of here. We'll let that, you know, next time we say, hey, that's this self-defense. Then of course another mob is coming. They're like, you know, next thing you know, what is it? And then of course it's the X-Men, so of course they get into a little fight. They hear all this stuff going on. I think they just think it's an escape. So they take the law in their own hands. People are following them, shooting at them, of course. Cyclops stops them from shooting, and then they go back to fighting. And then, of course, they get stopped and held at gunpoint. Then the X-Men are, now they held at gunpoint. And they're about to think about, they're going to lynch these guys. Look at that. Everything is up there. They got the rope and all at the same time. They said, no, no one's going to do that. But they kind of stopped them, but they still have them. Oh, they take, no, they take him away. So they take him away, and the next thing they're going to string up the X-Men. And um, they, um, of course, before they get the noose on, um, they... Um, start fighting back against the, the, the angry mob, people shooting at them, they're on the run. And then of course, Xavier took care of them and then he says goodbyes to his family. And then this last bit is um, a later book, which was um, Angel, his um, family doctor. He basically is in cahoots with a villain who, um, basically didn't, didn't, you know, he struggled with a mutant being born in the Worthington family. And this is the person that Angel had confided in and helped him out, helped him hide his wings from the family and stuff like that. But in actuality, he was thinking someone of the Worthington stature couldn't have a mutant. And this is back in the day when mutants weren't just born with it. Your family had to be involved in the atomic age. So ultimately, that's it. There's many more. I mean, I guess I could do another part where we get into the new X-Men and stuff like that. But this is just to show you there's many points in there where the original X-Men struggled with being feared and hated by the world they were sworn to protect. So when you go over there and you immediately think, oh, okay, the... <laughs> The original X-Men will be on the side of the cops, and then the new X-Men would be on the side of the people. The original, if you go with the, the actual suspension of disbelief, is that everybody hates the X-Men. Chris Claremont has done it, that all the people hate and they struggle with mutants. Some people, just, some people don't like them, but ultimately that's how the world goes terribly bad in the days of future past. If they decided mutants or who is it, the uh, Brotherhood of Evil Mutants basically take, you know, kill an important person. And that's looked at as all mutants. And that's the same with any sort of struggle, is that taking one thing, one person, and making it multiple. So um, I guess that's it. But it's just giving you a little history of some of the subplots that were going in the X-Men, of the X-Men being feared and hated by the world they are sworn to protect. Thank you.